Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. So it's the five love languages, and last week we talked about uh, words of affirmation, right? Did you guys receive anything from that message? Okay, just a couple of things. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, physical touch. Now, physical touch is a powerful vehicle for communicating love, holding hands, kissing, embracing, hugging, and intimate connections with uh, your spouse, they all display love and affection. But touch doesn't just feel good. It is vital for human connection, guys, just touching each other. As a matter of fact, research shows uh, when babies are held, hugged, and kissed, they tend to develop a healthier emotional life than those who are left alone, alone for long periods of time. Physical touch is a powerful means of expressing love, compassion, and significance. And Elaine is going to start off this morning uh, with her first slide. So as, as he was mentioning, touch is a language I'm sorry, that transcends ethnicity and culture. So everybody needs touch. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. I mean, even animals need touch. If you ever watch, especially, you know, dogs are pack animals. And if you have a pet at home, if you ever noticed, um, we have two dogs. I mean, w they just thrive for our attention and our touch. Oh, and our God, love, right? yes. So even animals um, desire to be touched. Um, it's not only nurturing behavior. It communicates a variety, of emo a variety of emotions. When you make physical contact with your partner, you can trust you have warm feelings, yes. but you're also in, uh, fostering um, intimacy. Mm -hmm. Much research has been done relating to touch and the effects that it has on health. Uh, you'd be surprised. There's a correlation to physical touch and improved heart health, reduced blood pressure, and reduced stress levels. It's probably why my blood pressure is low, my stress is low, and I have a good heart. I must be doing a good job, praise <laughs> the Lord. But these physical benefits can lead to longer life. Here are some of the benefits of physical touch. The first one is it creates a sense of security. As John mentioned earlier, our bodies are neurologically wired, and when we're touched, our senses are ignited through the skin, mm -hmm. and our brain gets a message. And uh, uh, Pollard, a researcher, said that this is what happens through the physical effects of touch. The skin's sensory nerve endings are hooked up to a part of our brain that handles our emotional response. So when you're touched, your brain gets that message that you're feeling good, mm. safe, secure. Watch out now. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it helps spark those, what do they call them? Um, endorphins, mm. right, that, that create that sense of well-being. It also reduces stress. If you've had an overwhelming day, um, you come home and your spouse or your, even your children are there to give you a hug, it can kind of help reduce that stress mm -hmm. from the day. It just make, it just that touch helps just kind of allow those things to melt away. This is a chemical reaction that tells the emotional center of the brain that you can relax. Mm -hmm. Now, um, there is a hormone, it's a positive hormone called oxytocin. Not oxycodone. <laughs> Let's make sure we get that straight. Oxycodone's a narcotic. It'll knock you out, okay? It's addictive. But oxytocin is also addictive. But it's a positive addiction. Come on now. 
Okay. <laughs> and we want to make sure we're, we're fostering positive addictions around here, not negative. Pastor right? and Indian trails that people <laughs> need to be on drugs. Oxycodone, right? No, let's get it right. <laughs> but that particular hormone, um, it instantly informs the brain that we're bonding with someone, right. and it creates a calm feeling. It also helps improve heart health. So when you're feeling subjectively reassured, you also reduce your blood pressure. Your pulse goes down, and you're calming your body, which puts less stress on your heart. So, you know, when you are in good health, things, uh, your good health helps you to avoid catching colds mm. and flu. Now, I'm in good health, but I did catch something. Um, I don't know what it was, but it's not because I'm stressed. It's not because my blood pressure is high. And it's not because my heart's not healthy. And it's not because I'm not getting enough physical touch. But sometimes, you know, <laughs> we do just catch things, yeah. right? But just so that you know, physical touch does have positive healing virtues. A relationship that lacks sexual chemistry often falls apart because it fails to satiate the carnal desires of the partner. Um, we are carnal people, and God did create us for touching one another, mm. especially in a marriage relationship with a man and a woman. We were made different, if, in case you didn't know. Okay, you guys, come on, loosen up. <laughs> I, know, I know some people are looking like we are. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Although I want to tell you something, you know, um, Dr. Gary Chapman describes physical touch in a lot of ways. But just so that you know, this isn't all about the bedroom. That's right. Okay? Yeah. So physical touch isn't all about, you know, grabbing somebody and saying, come on, let's get it on. That's not what physical touch is all about. <laughs> Sam has something to say about that. <laughs> However... <laughs> we got to get everybody else loose, too, Sam. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> Help him out, Sam. Help him out. Yes, Lord. <laughs> a person whose primary language is physical touch, however, is probably a very touchy person. That shouldn't be a big surprise, right? They like pats on the back. They like to hug. They may like to kiss. They may like holding hands, etc. Um, and they can... You know, there's all different kind of ways to show physical touch and to show excitement. Physical presence and accessibility, however, are very crucial, while neglect or abuse can be, abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Just like words of affirmation, there are different dialects. There's one we call explicit touches or explicit love touches. These type of touches require and demand your full attention. So examples of this would be like a back rub, mm -hmm. a massage, um, for those who are married, foreplay. And if your children ask you what it is, somebody better hurry up and take over children's church. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Praise uh, the Lord. But those things can't be rushed. Right. You can't rush a back rub and think it's going to be effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Come on now. You can't rush a massage and think you're going to hit all those r necessary points, right? 
Glory to God. So that's what explicit love touches are about. But then what, there are what we call implicit love. And implicit love touches, they require a moment of time, just, just a moment, you know, um, just putting your hand on your spouse's back or um, when you're passing them in the kitchen, kind of rubbing up against them, right? Yeah. Or when you see your children, just, you know, giving them a, a, a quick touch or a peck on the heat cheek and say, honey, I hope you had a good day or I love you, right? Those are implicit, mm -hmm. meaning that it doesn't require a lot of uh, work, a lot of time, but it does still satisfy those physical touches. Now there's something, I, I, you know, as married people, and a lot of us didn't wait till marriage, so we get married and then all of a sudden things go stale. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Oh, you can talk to me. Exactly, yeah, mm -hmm. and you stop working at it. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you, that's a big mistake. Don't allow your touching or even your interaction with others, with your with each other, to become stale. Right. Always remain inquisitive. Look for something new. Touch in new places. Let your spouse give you feedback on whether he or she likes it. And if they don't, then touch, do something else. Right. But this is how you learn to speak your love language. Just like if you were going to another country, and we know we make mistakes when we're learning a new language. And we go over there and we might say something that doesn't really mean what we That's thought right. it meant. Yeah, yeah. Do, does that mean you stop learning? No. no. You continue, you apologize if it's something you said that might have hurt somebody's feelings, but you continue learning so that you get it right. Same thing with marriage. Don't stop learning each other until you figure out how to get it right. Mm -hmm. Amen. There are appropriate and inappropriate ways to touch somebody. However, within marriage, what is appropriate and inappropriate is <laughs> totally up to the couple. Praise the Lord. So no one can tell you what's appropriate or inappropriate. Amen? Amen? Come on, let's hear that again. Amen? Amen? So if you're experiencing issues in your marriage and one of the other's primary language is physical touch, I got a story to tell you. Mm. And we're going to call them Joe and Maria. Nobody in here named Joe, right? Nobody's no in your name Maria. No Maria's. Okay. Okay, good. good. So you don't think I'm talking about you? Because <laughs> if, it, if it fits you, sorry. <laughs> Joe and Maria were married after knowing each other from elementary school. They dated in high school, and they even dated through college, even though they went to separate colleges. They enjoyed the same things. They went to the same church. They seemed to have the perfect recipe for a wonderful marriage. In the first year, they found themselves, however, moving farther and farther apart. Joe, he's in a new job. He um, was in IT, and Maria was a nurse. And so they're both trying to find their way in these new careers and build a life for themselves. And so Joe would come home, and he would just dive right into his work. He didn't leave it at work. And Maria seemed to be tired due to her job responsibilities because nursing can be tiring. But finally, you know, she, she noticed that Joe was becoming irritable, and Maria was becoming horribly dissatisfied. Finally, she went to a marriage therapist, and she asked Joe to go with her initially, and he said, no, you're, I'm not the one that needs counseling. It's mm. you that needs the counseling, not me. Good gracious. So she went. 
She went. And after several sessions, the therapist did invite Joe, and he decided he would join them. And it seems that while they were there, they started understanding about love languages. Now, this wasn't Dr. Chapman, so they didn't really know exactly about the five love languages, but this therapist had enough knowledge to know that there are different love languages that we have to speak to each other. And Joe finally realized through this therapy that his primary love language was physical touch. And he said that while they were dating, he was the one who generally initiated any touching. And but, but Maria was always very responsive. But after they were married, there were times when he would reach out to her and she failed to respond. So he started taking it personally. He thought maybe she didn't find him attractive anymore. Um, you know, didn't maybe was falling out of love with him or something. So he had no idea. But what that did for Joe is he stopped trying out of fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. He waited to see one time just how long it would be before she initiated some physical touch. And guys and ladies, he waited six weeks. Six weeks before she initiated a kiss or a touch or anything. And Maria thought, since Joe wasn't initiating physical touch, <laughs> That it wasn't important to him That's now right. that they were married. That's crazy cycle. See? So they're on the crazy cycle, right? And Maria, on the other hand, was identifying her love language as quality time. Because mm -hmm. when he would come home from work, he dived into work. He wasn't giving her quality time. So her love language was quality time, which we'll talk about another week. His love language was physical touch, which we're going to talk about today. But neither one of them was getting either of the, of the quality of the love languages that they desired or needed. Once they realized what each other needed, they were actually able to reactivate their marriage and their love, and they were able to have a happy and successful marriage. See, guys, there's three ways you can show physical touch. There's, th there's a lot of ways you can show physical touch. You know, there's so many things you can do, but if you find yourself in that story and you're someone that desires physical touch and your spouse isn't, then you need to find out what you can do yeah. to start filling that love tank. Indeed. It's vitally important. Your marriage can fall apart. And I'm not talking about just sex. I'm talking about just touching each other and, and calming them and, and relieving that stress and showing them that you love them just through a simple gesture. There are three ways we're going to talk about, however, that you can show physical touch to your spouse and even to your children. Because if you're not married, your children are that other part mm -hmm. of you. Yep. So when you sit in church together, reach over, hold their hand. Nothing wrong with that. Put your arm around them, Sam, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. right? I will say this, though. Uh-oh. If you're not doing it at home. Don't do it here. Don't be faking and fronting up in here. <laughs> Amen. All right, because I know sometimes people come up in here and they just want to show love, but if you ain't showing that at home, why are you doing it up in here? Amen? When you have visiting family or friends, you know, touch them. Touch your spouse. Touch your children. Let other people see the touching and the loving and the physical care that you have for one another. But again, if you're not doing it on a regular basis, don't fake, it for, don't fake the funk for family. Right. I like that. Fake the funk for family. <laughs> Sound like a message series. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
And then there are some situations where couples are separated, not on purpose, but by circumstance. Maybe he's in the military or she's in the military yeah. and somebody, you know, is separate or maybe someone is ill and they just can't be home. Well, there are ways you can do that. You know, a lot of times a woman will put on her husband's shirt and feel him touching her through the smell of the shirt or, or just the recognition that it's his, right? Or send an, an, a letter, a handwritten letter is a whole lot more physically impacting than an email. But if an email is all you can do and you can, your handwriting's horrible, then you might want to do an email. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure why we looked at Caleb. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> He's a great writer. He is. <laughs> Provide something, however, that allows for that actual virtual love experience. All right, so that's with the ladies. All right, let me talk a little bit with the fellas. Where the fellas at? Yeah, yeah wait a minute. Y'all sound like y'all not too happy. Wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? One of the things that Elaine was sharing about uh, the massage, let me just say something here uh, before we get into this. Um, a lot of times men uh, want uh, the grass on the other side. You know, they think it's greener. But we always say what? If you water your own grass, it'll be just as green. Now, you can find a new woman in the old woman. You just got to know how to search. Sometimes you have to go on expedition. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, we be too quick on the draw. And we got to slow it up a little bit, guys. Praise the Lord. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And if you do that, you can discover a new woman in the old woman. Amen? Because she was talking about talking about different areas that she likes. And you need to do that, have those discussions. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Now, this is if your wife's primary love language is physical touch, this is what we're dealing with here. If her primary love language is physical touch. So physical touch is uh, physical contact that wouldn't even register with most people has the potential to thrill her. This is when it's her primary love language. It changes her mood. It brightens her day. And most importantly, makes her feel loved and cared for. A tender touch communicates affection to most people, but it shouts love and appreciation when you speak physical touch. So let me just, let me take you through a thought process of a female who has this primary uh, love language. This is her thought process. Whatever there is of me resides in my body. To touch my body is to touch me. To withdraw from my body is to distance yourself from me emotionally. So you can see how this, if this is, this is the woman, they're talking about in a marriage situation, that if her primary love language is physical touch, if you withdraw from her, from touching her, hugging her, kissing her, holding her hand, she sees this as a form of rejection, 
right? And she can emotionally shut down. I'm not saying that she will, but she can because she's not getting what's most valuable to her fulfilled in her love, in her love tank. You guys seeing this with me here? And so if your wife speaks physical touch, it isn't uh, forthcoming. She will take it personally if it's not forthcoming. If you're just doing it just to go through the motions, every female, would, fellas, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. You, you ain't smart. <laughs> Women are usually eight, nine, ten steps ahead of us. While we're trying to get stuff off of our minds and our hearts, they already way down the road. That's how God wired them, guys. They just think like they process things. So that's why, that's, that's why it's better just to tell the truth. Just, just go on and tell the truth. Because normally, she already knows. That's why if you get caught and you say, the wife says, where you been? You go, huh? <laughs> why? Because you're trying to get your thoughts together. You, you weren't ready for that question. She, but she already knows the answer. She already knows where you've been. She didn't already call the other woman. Oh, Lord. All right. They ain't ready, Miss Esther. <laughs> so if your physical touch is not forthcoming, she loses self-esteem. She may worry about the state of the relationship if you withdraw from her in this way. She may feel lonely. Even if she's surrounded by family members and friends, you know, you can still be lonely around people. Right? You can fake it, smile, but you really don't want to be there. That's what happens. You might see your wife withdraw when people come over. You might go to the bedroom then it might be because you're not giving her that physical touch that she needs. She may feel unappreciated or devalued. Why? Because she emotionally shuts down if she's not getting this lo her love tank fulfilled. And she also would feel somewhat insecure about herself. Right? Because here's the deal. If for a female that this, um, now we're talking about this is their primary love language. This is the top, guys. If, if you're not touching her, She's thinking, who are you touching? That's right. Amen? Because we're men. Right? Just because we're saved, that don't mean we're not men. Hello, somebody. So we're not here to sugarcoat anything. If you ain't touching her, who are you touching? Or what are you looking at? Because you could be, your, your affair could be with porn. But, you know, I could interject that, and from a man's perspective, if his primary love language is physical touch mm -hmm. and he's not getting it from his wife, uh, he may not think she's doing something with somebody else because that, that's not always where a man's head goes, but where his head does go is to another woman yeah. who will satisfy that physical need. Yeah. Amen? This, this is why you got to be careful about who you go to lunch with and who you share your business with. Don't share nothing about your spouse with people you work with. That is none of their business because you might have a vicious woman to say, you know what, in her mind, I can give him what he wants. Now you start going to lunch together. The affair does not start in the bed. The affair starts with a wink and a nod. Hey, baby. That's where it starts, right there. Right? So while he's being stroked at work, he comes home and not stroked. Or while she's getting words of affirmation at work or physical touch at work, hey, how you doing today? But then you get home and you withdraw and go to work or watch television or ESPN and, and she's sitting there want that physical touch from you, but you'd rather touch the remote. Now let me put both of my feet down because I want to make sure I'm flat-footed when I say this. 
Praise the Lord. So sometimes, guys, we have to do what I, I'm calling it a mental assessment. On my job, we have to do assessment. So we have to do a mental assessment. And this is what I would like for you guys to do mentally. Uh, check this every day. Check it every day at the end of the day. Check yourself on how often did you kiss her? Or did you kiss her at all? It's a big kiss, Sam. <laughs> I mean, like one of those kisses when you first met kind of kiss. <laughs> How often did you give her a hug or hold her hand or put your arm around her or grab her around the waist or caress her back? So these are things that at the end of the day, like, guys, not all of this leads to sex. This, this is just things that it's probably physical touch is probably one of the most the easiest love language. Out of all of the love languages, physical touch is probably the easiest love language to do because it doesn't take much for a person that this is their primary. It doesn't take much for them to receive. You just have to do it. Amen. So if you understand this about your wife, this is a good thing. So here's here's the dialect here. Don't insist on touching her in your way and in your time. Right. The lane was just saying that what you think might be something nice that she likes or it should be something that, that she should be grooving with doesn't necessarily make it so. Uh, because certain time, kinds of touches brings pleasure to a man, but it may not bring pleasure to a woman. So this is why you have to take the time to understand your woman. The Bible says this, that we should dwell with our wives according to knowledge. You, that, you know what that means? No longer can a man say, I don't understand my wife. You do understand it. That's the problem. You know, you know your wife better than anybody. You just can't use it as a cop out. You do know her. You do know what upsets her. Usually you know what she needs. You just won't give it to her because you don't feel you're getting what you need. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and you know, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret about me. I don't like nobody touching my ears. Right? So if, if, if you are touching them somewhere that they don't like because you think it's cute, it's not going to be cute to her, mm -mm. right? Because if, if he comes around playing with my ears, like, that's just not going to do it for me. I, I'm just, I'm just being honest. So you have, to, you have to know. Like he said, it might, be, it might be cute to you and feel good to you, but you have to know what feels good to that other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's another dialect. Once you discover your wife speaks touch, you are only limited by your imagination. Good gracious. Use your imagination, guys. Just be, don't be limited. Don't get stale like Elaine said. One of the worst things is to be a, in a Christian marriage and you're boring. That's one of the worst things, man. Let me tell you something. I know the kids in here, but y'all messed it up. So <laughs> I, I'm just saying, because we came in here to talk straight. They was not supposed to be in here. I was excited. I said, ooh, the kids going to have children's church. We can just be free. Oh, we're going to still be what? free. We're still going to be free. But listen, check this out, guys. Don't ever, listen, I know the single people in here, you know, God bless you, but we're talking to the couples right now because you shouldn't be out there having sex in the first place. So, so we, th there's a term called fornication, and that's what I teach. So that's sex outside of marriage. You shouldn't be doing it if you're single, period. I know it's not taught much anymore. Not with a partner or a toy. Yeah, <laughs> praise God. 
So here we go. Uh, the, y'all heard it. You heard it. This for grown folk. So listen. Listen. Let, let, <laughs> let me tell you something. Don't get married and then get boring. Spice things up. Make it exciting for each other. The Bible said that marriage is honorable in all, and the bed is undefiled. You know what that means, guys? That pastors has no right to tell you what you can do in the Holy of Holies. That's your bedroom. That's your spouse. Whatever you guys are in agreement to do, that's your business. That's the appropriate and inappropriate comment. Right. right. Just take that for what, it's, for what I'm saying. If you both are in agreement, have fun with one another. That's why God called it marriage. Amen, Amen somebody. Can I interject this? Yes. And I just want to add to that because, <clears throat> like I said, a lot of us didn't wait. And we were having a boatload of fun before we got married. And then we get married, and all of a sudden now we put we put these stipulations on ourselves. Yeah. Um, there is a term, I will be nice, I won't use it, but you all know it starts with an F and it ends with a D. Don't become that way, okay? It's like cold. Mm-hmm. It's like cold. You understand? Yeah, that's it. I just don't want everybody saying, what's that? <laughs> right? um, <laughs> all, all I'm saying to you is we've heard so many stories of couples that got married and everything changed yeah. after marriage. Numerous couples, you know, it's like, well, we had fun beforehand, but then afterwards things changed. All we're saying to you is that's when you should be more free, mm-hmm. more exciting, more inquisitive with each other. Yeah. Learn each other, teach each other new things. Keep, the, keep your marriage exciting. Now, unfortunately, if you do have a spouse and they're not here and they're not a part of the church, um, it's difficult to teach somebody something that don't hear it, right? So what we would say is try to discover what their love language is. Right. And be determined and intentional about trying to meet their love language and in hopes that you begin to draw them out so that you can receive what you need. Does that make sense? Right. Because if they're not here, they can't receive it. Right. So we're not saying that just because they're not here, that there's no hope. There is hope. Right. But those of you that are single, you know, you need physical touch, too. Right. Because that's one of the, the things that you're trying to prevent is a lot of physical touch because everybody knows, you know, your limit. You know, that's why if you can't have a guy over, don't have him over if you can't control yourself. That's right. right? If, if he begins to move upon you, you just have to tell, no, you're going to have to back off. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself in trouble. So um, you, you need to know your limitations. Don't, don't trust your flesh. Right? Again, Elaine said a lot of us did it wrong. We did it wrong. We did. But I wish somebody would have been bold enough to teach me how to do it right. But I didn't have that. I just did it, right? And so you still have an opportunity to do it right. Even if you, you, you have been out there, you can stop it right now. 
and just make a pact with Jesus and say, look, I'm going to be a virgin spiritually until I find the right man. And listen, ladies, if he's not willing to give you a ring, then I don't even know why you're giving up the good stuff anyway. Let me give you this last one here. Um, physical uh, touch for her may or may not lead to sex. This is her primary love language. It could, but it may not. So don't, don't let that be your aim. In other words, so let me just give this next statement here. Because she needs to know that your aim is true, your intentions are noble, and your efforts are directed at her. Right? So th she will know if they're not. So let me just give you uh, ways to show um, physical touch to her. And we're going to jump to children. Uh, make touching your wife a normal part of your routine. It should already be normal. Go ahead, Sam. Because I'm, de I'm dealing with men. Okay. Elaine was dealing with women. But yes, that, that's, that's true. Make it a daily routine. Sam, Sam is on it. Says Sam said, no, no, hold on now. Well, so, I tried to interject to let you know the women need to be doing the same thing. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm just purely coming from the perspective of a man. She came from a woman. I'm going to do children. She's going to do teens. So, this, so you guys know that this is what I'm speaking from. Um, also, let me get through this one here. Make a point of hugging and kissing your wife. Right? Don't leave the house without getting a kiss. She's asleep when I leave, but I always kiss her before I leave. Right. And so, yeah. And if if I like on Sunday mornings, she have to get on me on Sunday mornings because my brain is on a thousand different things on Sunday mornings. Right. So she'll come in my office and she'll say, you haven't given me a kiss today. And you know what I say? And you haven't given me one either. So see, it goes two ways. <laughs> yes. And then then I had to give her a little booger, you know, before we come out here. You know what I'm saying? So, so we get that right. So here's the third one. Set aside an evening, and this is what I was talking about. Set aside an evening for, such, for some touch experiments. Uh -huh. I, I know you might like that one, Sam. I yes, sir. Learn something new at church. <laughs> you know, th this is a night you, 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 you get a sitter. Hallelujah. And, um, and this is the time where you can discover... For the man or for the woman, places they like to be touched. Amen? But you got to set aside that time uh, to do so. Amen? Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.